Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 10 of Tech Plus Plus. I'm here with Aaron. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's good to be here. And we are in our final episode of this season. Season one is coming to an end, and that is that is just absolutely crazy to me. Um, yeah. When when we talked, I remember in episode one, and now we're episode 10, that we have come a very, very long way. Um, we appreciate everyone who has listened so far. We are so excited to continue this uh, with season two. Um, Aaron, you want to say a little bit about what season two might be holding for us? Um, you know, it, I think that's a, a, a little bit uh, why we're taking the break here. Uh, take what we've learned. It's been an incredible six months. Kind of mm-hmm. crazy. Um, but we're going to take what we've learned and uh, hope to uh, uh, produce something more out of it. Yep. We are both very, very excited to come back. Um, I think we're kind of shooting for February, but we'll talk about that a little bit later in this episode. Um, but let's let's just jump into this episode. We are we are actually thinking of changing this last episode of this season a little bit. Um, we've talked a lot in the past nine episodes about technology, about our lives, um, like current events the, too. All the current events, exactly, um, that has affected our daily lives as um, the tech industrial people, I guess you want to call it. Um, and we've gotten a huge support. Um, a lot of these like stuff that we talked about, like I remember one, like for example, Neuralink or Apple versus Epic, um, all the antitrust laws, a lot has happened since we talked about them. So we want to take time this episode to talk about what has happened. Um, and Give a little this, update, if you will. Yep, and we're gonna we're gonna jump into it. We're gonna kind of go through all the episodes and wrap up this season of Tech Plus um, Plus. But before that, um, let's talk about the fact that um, it has been an amazing week overall. Uh, both Aaron and I had a pretty decent break um, from work, obviously because of Thanksgiving. Um, happy happy Thanksgiving, everybody! Yep. Late Thanksgiving to everyone. Yep. Um, but but what did you do, Aaron? Um, well, I traveled a little bit. Uh, I tried I tried working on the website a lot. Uh, put a few hours into it to get relatively nowhere, uh, hitting the brick wall. But you know that's what happens. That's why we're here. Um, just got to problem solve. Think about the problem a different way. I don't know, but there'll be updates to that too. Yep. Um, I mean, other than that, I checked out a couple of Black Friday deals. Uh, I got some. A couple of things. I got a, a new pair of AirPods. Nice, nice Black Friday deal. Uh, I got a Apple new docking gang, station. Apple, Apple Gang, yeah. New docking station for my new MacBook. Also Apple Gang. <laughs> um, and then a new pair of Ray-Bans because nice. I don't have a nice pair of sunglasses. I, I, yeah, that, that, that was pretty smart. I, I wish I thought about Ray-Bans. I didn't think about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's been a while. But yeah, yeah. what about you? Uh, yeah, I actually did a lot of shopping for Black Friday. Um, it's kind of dangerous um, having the, having having a computer science money and being <laughs> being being in like a in a technical hobby. I guess you want to say with like me. I've been I've been this whole year. Um, I've probably talked about it in the past few episodes or episodes in general, um, where um, I've been building my computer, uh, my PC, and. Just building, decking out my room, I want to say, from like LED lights to putting LED behind my desk, um, sound bar, et cetera, et cetera. And I ended up 
buying a curved 32 inch <laughs> monitor um this black friday too. yeah this monitor i'm actually looking at it right now. it's so nice um it goes up to like 165 hertz um it's 2k quality like it's just gorgeous it's just amazing um the graphics card helps it out and my new graphics card helps it out i actually like I was very close. I, I had to be talked out by my girlfriend and like a couple of other people to not buy um, <laughs> a whole new, not build a whole new PC because because um, I was actually like very close to just like sending it, sending like, it. all the all this new like graphics card like the thirty seventy or the thirty series in general. Um, but I think I'll give it a year. Um, so far, I mean, it's it's doing what it's supposed to do. I don't know why I need a new one, but I'm just so what about it i guess yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but but i got that i got a new desk because i do have already two other monitors from my company right um so i bought a new desk from black friday for the new monitor and also bought like a desk arm to connect the monitor to the desk from behind those are you know? so nice you, oh man are I'm you so putting a monitor to be vertical no, um, I'm going to keep them all horizontal. So um, so the desk that's coming, I'm just going to connect it to the desk I've already have to make it like a really long desk, kind of. Um, either that or like make it an L shape. I'm not sure yet. I have to look into what are my options. But um, for the most part, I'm going to have like a workstation and then a gaming station, kind of, if that makes sense. Yeah, so you so can this, split time. Yeah, so basically like this this new monitor that I got will be mostly for like gaming or even like homework. And the other two monitor will be for um, work. Um, it helps the mindset a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Being able to like stay away from it. Um, but but I'm super stoked. Um, really happy. Like all these things that I've been buying, it's only making me want to stay in my room longer. <laughs> it's not that good. Like I don't remember last time seeing the sun. Um, well, it's nice. <laughs> it's nice I've creating it's like yellow. a good work environment for yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. No. Hundred percent. Um, like my friend, uh, my friend from Michigan actually came and visited a couple of days ago, and he like saw my workstation. He was like, "Wow! Like if I if I had some like setup like this to do my homework, of course I would want to like finish it so fast because it's just so satisfying, you know." Um, I oh I bought like a new mouse, like a Logitech G mouse. Um, yeah, is it wired? Been, yeah, it knows wireless um, gaming oh, nice. mouse. It's it's very very fancy. I love it. Um, yeah, just along with all the LED lights. You're exactly right, yes so many fucking led lights everywhere my keyboard as well the shades yeah, yeah. should have bought one um <laughs> not this not for the sun obviously just for all the lights in my room um but overall yeah it's been it's been amazing man um i'm excited my birthday's coming up in about a month um turning yeah. 23 um uh, just, just crazy. yeah it's just crazy to think about a lot these happening. things yeah, um, I, I I do enjoy the fact that my birthday is usually towards the end of the year, usually because of the fact that, like, I reflect on the whole year. Like, wow, what a fucking crazy year, you know? It's um, just in time. In sync. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. Um, so just just excited, kind of scared. Um, but 2021. Yeah, I mean, I hope, <laughs> I hope it's I hope it's better than 2020, like. I feel like that's what we've been saying for every year. <laughs> the past well, two we got years. a low bar. Yeah, this is the lowest the bar can get, right? Um, How far can you limbo, bro? Yeah. So, so let's 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 stay positive about it. Um, yep. We're excited that this this podcast has been a very good 
um, experience, outlet and experience, uh, especially an outlet, I want to say, because like I can just come up here and just vent about all the crazy tech shit that's been happening. Um, but anyways, yes, um, been amazing, you know, it was a, it was a fun week overall. Um, let's jump into the episode if you're ready, Aaron. Oh, yeah, I'm ready to go. Um, so the way we're going to do it is um, just a quick house rules for those who are listening about how we're going to go through these episodes pretty rapidly and quickly. Um, I would say um, you should go back and listen to these episodes or if you haven't, if you don't remember them, kind of skim, skim through them. Get so, the most information. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So because we, there might be like spoilers. <laughs> of what we already talked about, so it would be nice if you guys have already heard them. If not, just go skim through them real quick before coming and listening to this episode. But um, episode 8 and 9, we're going to skip because they're pretty recent. You guys probably heard them pretty recently. Um, and then, so we're going to go through episode 1 through 7, but we're going to start with episode 2 through 7, then do episode 1. You guys will see why very, very soon um so let's let's jump into it yeah um yeah cool so episodes two um aaron go ahead if you want to introduce it uh yeah so in episode two uh we talked a little bit about uh googling uh some job fair type stuff uh this was right when uh all the craziness of COVID is like hitting was that back in uh july i think no that was june um, and then overcoming imposter syndrome. Yeah. As for Googling, you should definitely still be working on your Googling skills. It helps you gain access to information faster and the right information quicker. I still can't stress it enough for any career you're in, really. Um, and then with overcoming imposter syndrome, I don't know about you, Ollie, but I've, I feel that I've come a long way in these the past, like, six months or so. Um, and part of that, like... There's been changes on my team. Uh, two have left now, and we've hired two like new hires. Call them green because they're right out of, of school. But uh, since those two um, team members left, I've brought on some more work for myself and um, taken on, a, I would say, fairly every role is important, yeah, but a more important role within the team. And I'm doing a lot of stuff now, and I'm supporting a lot of things. And um, I'm able to, like really see my work within the company and uh i'm getting confidence and it feels really good yep um i think for me um including um my internship with the company i'm at um it's been over a year i have worked with them i want to say and I, I i think i still have imposter syndrome at times which is very natural um i feel like it's not something to be easily um conquered right um though it, it has gone better um and recently i've been taking a lot of bigger work, work items and a lot of like um harder tasks that the team trusts me with and that that helps me with my imposter syndrome like it the fact that they're giving they're trusting me with this bigger work items and then i i do them efficiently i, I at least i think i'm doing them efficiently and i have like like a same same level knowledge with um when our software developer twos were on their early stages as software developer twos and I can see that kind of happening. Um so it, nice it's to been know helping. That you're there now. Right. It it nice it's nice to know that I can 
I can see myself within like a software developer two kind of position already, and I, I'm obviously trying my best to get there. Um, hopefully, next year, something beginning of next year, it will be my first year as a full time employee with them. Um, but we'll see how I'm doing, depending on that, if I'm going to be promoted or not. Um, exciting. But, yeah, it's just obviously scary, but definitely very exciting. Uh, but yeah, uh, in in relation to that, it ju- it just feels good, you know, training people, um, being able to, you know, answer questions and confidently do your job. It just feels better when you're doing it. You you're more productive and you're more likely to produce good results. Yep, yep. Um, definitely. Like if if you heard us talk about like the imposter syndrome in episode two, and you still have imposter syndrome after like we said like six months now. I don't know how long it's been. Time is going by very weirdly in twenty twenty. Um, but don't 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 feel like it should have already been conquered. Um, obviously not at all. Yeah, there's a difference between like Aaron, Aaron and I. We both have like different career paths and stuff, and um, we both still. Uh, I guess I can't speak for Aaron, but I definitely have been um, still feeling it, but definitely feeling better, you know, like at points. um, I feel like sometimes it just feels like the team needs me, you know, and that that's a good thing. Yeah, definitely. You know, like sometimes when a team member has a question and it's about a code that I wrote and they ask me and I'm easily can explain it to them because it's my code, you know, and I know what I'm doing. And you can clear get, up a situation exactly, and they get and they get something out of it. Um, then I feel like I feel good about it, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, nice. Yeah. So if you want to uh, listen to more about that, visit episode two. Yep. And then also in episode two, um, I talked a little bit about career fairs, if you guys remember. Um, and I wanted to bring up the fact that how that has changed because of coronavirus. Um, it was actually really cool. Um, Chico State and other colleges that I've seen, I've been doing a virtual career fair, uh, which was really smart of them. Uh, my company did their career fairs through virtually as well. And basically it was kind of, I believe, I didn't really attend any of them, um, but I believe it was mostly like like a Zoom call and you sign up and um, it's basically like being at a career fair and you sign up for it and then they they connect with you, you Zoom call and talk to them about blah, 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 and then you forward them your resume and you move on to the next like place. You know, you know? that's that's crazy. If you think about that, that takes out all like the... Because <laughs> going to many engineering career fairs, it takes out so much of the awkwardness of like it's trying weird, to walk bro. up and talk to somebody. Like you can just queue up if you want to go. You don't even have to walk over and, you know, stand there, wait in line or like... Mm-hmm. you know try to intimidatingly loop them in i don't know but you but can just sign up for a zoom call yeah but that will like change things compared to what i said in the episode too if you guys remember i was like oh listen to what how they're talking to the person be- previous to you you if you remember and i was oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. learn how they're interacting with them and be better than the person before you um this is going to be kind of rough right because you can't hear how they're talking to the person before you um, you go in blindsided with the fact that um, you don't even know what the person looks like until the camera turns on, you know? So there's some um, pros and cons with it, but I just think it's very, very smart of them to keep the career fairs going, but this time through like Zoom and other outlets like that. 
Um, yeah, it's great to see as an alumni. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, very cool. Um, okay, let's move on to episode three. Um, I don't have a lot of to say about episode three other than the fact that I talked a little bit about um, the state of technology at the time. Um, this past six months, definitely the state of technology has changed and has, like I said in the previous segment with the virtual career fairs, it has been a lot more about uh, virtual reality, meeting your team virtually. Um, I've been having lunch and lunches with my team virtually. You know virtually. what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, like they they pay for our lunch still um, and you get the food delivered to your house and then you just get on a Zoom call and you eat and you talk to them outside of work kind of thing or you have like happy hours you get a, you get a drink quote unquote drink with them and you just talk and laugh and stuff and everything it, that's just been the state of technology a lot of these businesses who um i think tried their best before um coronavirus to get big like for example zoom or microsoft teams skype i guess microsoft teams is skype but um all these like virtual meeting spots um have True. been booming the past months since coronavirus it did boom huge obviously like when coronavirus um started peaking but it's only going up you know um we use google hangouts and i i don't like it but it's still like we use it because we have the gmail system and it's easier easy. that way it's just built in i see yeah see for us for would be Microsoft Teams because we use a lot of the, not a lot, basically every single Microsoft tool. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, um, well, in episode three, I talked uh, a bit about TikTok and how they were accessing your information. It was about this um, article regarding how this guy reverse engineered TikTok and what it was doing with your info and what it was taking. If you want some more info, you know, go back and listen to episode three. Um, but after the release of this episode, <laughs> Uh, Trump uh, called TikTok, you know, a national security risk, and they, he gave them a deadline to sell uh, its business to a U.S. company. I mean, you know, we know Trump doesn't like China. Uh, ByteDance, which owns or create, created TikTok, uh, they're based in China. They're a Chinese company, and so um, that's kind of where, like, the national security risk uh, talk comes from, and that's why he's telling them, hey, you can't operate. He threatened, like, you know, uh, taking down their transactions, like, completely taking it off the App Store, just stopping all TikTok. Of course, all the creators and stuff are trying to make this not happen. Uh, the update here is that uh, they pushed out extensions twice in November, and now they've pushed it out all the way to December 4th. At first, uh, ByteDance was talking, the rumor was at that time that they were talking to Microsoft about being bought. But now it's Oracle and Walmart. Walmart of all Walmarts. Yeah, dude. It's good. I don't know why Walmart wants TikTok, but it's Oracle, which is a big like data centric company. Uh -huh. Um, so that kind of makes sense there. As for Walmart, no clue. I don't know why. I guess they just want a bigger online presence, especially with their website trying mm -hmm. to compete with Amazon and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, they have until December 4th, and if that doesn't happen, I don't know, Trump takes down, you know, he's still in presidency until January, what, he takes out TikTok? We don't know yet. Yeah, that's definitely been a crazy topic. I remember multiple times we're like, oh, TikTok is coming down, like, 
or now it's the time or now it is and then it never gone taken down um and obviously president trump has been distracted by many other lawsuits so um it it we'll see we'll see um no idea um i think that's that's a good point to bring up when um about the fact that we're gonna kind of have a b bigger presence in our social medias so we'll we'll let you guys know even though we're going on a break um we'll let you guys know what what the decisions has been and what we how we feel about it by then um because uh, this episode should go out one day before um yeah. the deadline so mm -hmm. well, so it'll be yeah we'll definitely talk about that um yeah all right uh episode four scary stories to tell in tech um, we talked about uh, Neuralink, which is like brain implant technology, uh, some humanoid robots, and the Twitter hack. Mm -hmm. uh, if you guys remember that, talk about that in a sec. But Neuralink, uh, what's going on with them? Yeah. Um, so I talked about Neuralink in that episode. Um, so the presentation did take place on August 28th. If you guys remember, we said to make sure you tune in and listen to what Elon Musk has to say. Um, but yeah, Elon Musk showed the new quote unquote chip uh which looks a little bit different than uh, the link that i sent on that episode it's it's more of like a, this circular thing that goes in your like on your head kind of like i think it goes like flush with your skull which is even creepy it's kind of i don't know um but definitely look it up um and they are in the early stages of testing it they even brought like these little like pigs um which they had the chips implanted in their brains um with the one that had it for the past like i want to say i think it was six months they were able to tell the emotions of the pig through the brain activity which was kind of interesting and then he also brought out another pig um and that one had its chip removed for three months and that was basically to prove that it's okay if you if at some point you don't want to have the chip anymore you can remove it which even makes it like creepier i want to say like you know what i mean like um i don't yeah. know it's, i don't even know how to explain it, it just gives me like the heebie-jeebies i want to say like the fact that he had to remove the chip and be like oh look it's okay to not have the chip you know what i mean like um, well, i think you have to do that yeah but but still it's just a reversible action yeah, yeah. So yeah, I guess that's what his point was that it's okay like you get it and then you don't want it kind of thing, but I don't know. It's still creepy to me. Um I'm still following their news. Um so I will talk to you guys more about it. If not throughout our break, definitely season 2 will be the place that I'll let you guys know about it. We're just going to continually follow Elon Musk and pretty much whatever he does. I mean, I'm yep. retweeting his stuff on Twitter. Like, yep, I will forever he's just a man to follow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, I talked about uh, the Twitter hacking. Speaking of Elon Musk, um, if you guys don't remember, was that back in was that August? I, I believe it was August, yeah. where uh, like a bunch of verified accounts uh, tweeted out, "Hey, like I'm feeling generous today. If you send me a thousand dollars to this Bitcoin wallet, like I'll send you back double." And it was this huge scam. And this is basically a follow-up to that, uh, what happened. Uh, basically a summary of what happened. Um, the culprit was a 17-year-old boy from Florida. Um, 
who's now been charged with uh, fraud, money laundering, money laundering, identity theft, and unauthorized computer access related to the scam. Interesting. Identity theft. Um, well, they stole accounts, right? Yeah, but that, that just, I don't know, that just opened the whole new world in my head, right? Because um, couldn't I technically open an account under Elon Musk right now on Twitter, right? Yeah, but he doesn't own that. I guess, yeah, I guess it's not ver- verified. I guess that's that's a way of checking. I just, I don't know, I'm like, laws when it comes to social media are so intriguing compared to regular laws, you know what I mean? Like, identity theft in real life would be, like, stealing someone's identity. I stole your social security right. number. Yeah. Right, um, so on social media, having those things and being able to get fully charged by it, you know? Um, well, I think it's worse when it comes to a high-profile figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they did, what was it, Biden and Obama? Which one did they steal? No, oh, they stole. Uh, uh, well, I think they almost had access to Trump's. Uh, I thought they did. Was it Biden's? Yeah, I think it was Biden's. Um, but yeah, it, in all, they stole a little bit over one hundred eighteen thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, there were also two others involved in this crime, um, but they were selling accounts that mm. were like seized during mm. the data breach. Um, so those people were in charge. There was one from the UK and another one from Florida. Mm. Crazy. And then, so uh, according to the Department of Financial Services, uh, I'll put the the link to this like government like write up. Basically, um, the hack happened in three phases, and it only took like twenty four hours. That's how. That's how fucking insane this is. Wow. It took twenty four hours. The first phase was social engineering. If you don't know what social engineering is, it's a way of hacking where you. Uh, get information by manipulating people. Uh, you don't actually hack, you just get information by other people um, not being like secure enough, basically. Yeah, so like basically me hitting up Aaron with like, hey, like, what is your dog's name, dude? And then he would just tell me, and then, or like, what is your mother's maiden name? I don't know, I'm not really great at it, obviously, but <laughs> and then I go to like his Facebook and put like reset password, and then his question would be like, my f- my favorite animal or my dog's name, and then since I already talked to Aaron about it, I know those answers. Basically, basically like that is probably one of the most common ways of doing it is going to like reset someone's password, and then looking at the questions, and then trying to manipulate people to telling you those answers without making it obvious. Um, I should have probably not said that. This is probably very illegal for me to teach you guys that. <laughs> I mean, those instances, hey, I'm, what, what's your bank account? Oh, you're under Wells Fargo? Well, let me call Wells Fargo and say I can't right. access my account. And then, right. you know, and then give, give a really compelling money. reason as to why I can't provide some piece of information saying yeah. that I'm actually me. On, on YouTube, there's a lot of social engineering, um, like, hacks, which, which are really creepy. Like, I've seen this one where this lady um, calls into a bank, like, crying her eyes out and, like, like a baby crying in the background saying, yeah. oh, my husband did this, this, and this. I need the account right now. And I need it. I need to, like, take out the skit for that person that they ended up, like, giving up the entire person's information. You know what I mean? Crazy. It's like, bro. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. And uh, allegedly being from an internal Twitter mm-hmm. department, a VPN. And you got to think this is during COVID. So everyone's mm-hmm. having problems with their VPN. It doesn't matter what company, your normal thing. 
but they were able to trick some employees into sharing their credentials. And then they used those credentials, like read about what goes on within Twitter, and then use that to target other employees with access to tools that they needed to perform the, the hack. Right. Wow. So that was all the first phase. It's crazy how fast they got this information. They got it literally within like 12 hours. And then the second phase, they took over what they call OG accounts, which are stuff like that's either one letter or one word, like at dark or mm. at like the number six. Wow. And so apparently those are very expensive if you want to sell them like thousands of dollars. Wow. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Crazy. And then the third phase was taking over verified Twitter accounts to, um, do what we all saw and why it became such a big story. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That, I, the, the fact that he took over verified Twitter accounts to reach millions of people, they, they reached millions of people. I mean, it affected me, right? Like I saw it. I was I saw it. potentially, you know, victim to the scam. Anyone who saw it, millions of people. Crazy. Right. Very interesting. Um, that's where they're at now. Yep. In, in jail. <laughs> Don't yeah. do that at home. Yeah. Cool. Um, moving on to the next episode, which is episode five. One of our biggest episodes, I want to say, was the antitrust hearings. Um, if you guys don't remember, please go back and listen to one of the biggest events, I want to say, in, in technological world that has happened at least in 2020. Um, and it's still going on. It's been six, seven months. It's still going on. Um, and I did the antitrust hearing for Amazon. Um, and I think they're in the in some sort of safe zone right now with um, United States, at least. Um, the yeah, the, the U.S. government. And they're, they're not a lot in the spotlight as much as some other ones. Like, for example, Twitter has joined those hearings now, which kind of sucks. And um, like Jeff Bezos kind of left it. Um, he's too rich for this world, pretty much. Um, but Amazon now is in another pickle, this time with the EU antitrust laws. Um, and I will link what I found on it at the bottom. But it's basically the same exact issue that they had in the US, now in the EU. Um, EU has been recently changing their antitrust laws with big companies, um, same like such as Amazon. And they just want to make sure that Amazon can't block competition. And, you know, this is how people get this crazy rich. You know what I mean? Like, someone with this yeah. much money, like, is because of the fact that they're, they're, they either monopolize everything. Like, Amazon basically has so many items themselves. You know what I mean? Like, especially with Amazon Basic, right? And at such a low price that when you get on Amazon, you want to buy, I don't know, an HDMI cable. The best way to do it is just get the Amazon Basic one. It's the best one. You know what I mean? It's like Costco and Kirkland. Exactly. Um, yeah. and it's, it's crazy. So, so basically EU wants to make sure that Amazon can't block competition and have a fair, um, store, basically fair competition. Um, but, but yeah, that's, that's what's been happening with Amazon. Yeah. I didn't look too much into the foreign affairs. Um, anyways, in the antitrust hearing, I, I talked about Google, um, following up these antitrust hearings, the U.S. Department of Justice filed a lawsuit against Google um, alleging that Google holds monopolies in the search and search advertising market. I think uh, when we talked about it, I'd said Google has like 30% of the ad space or something like that, which is, 
you know, that's a big chunk. That's not like the whole thing. But one of the articles, I'll link it down below, but they have, apparently they process 90% of all online searches in the U.S., like Google search. Wow. You, you get in the minds, like, sometimes the questions define what they're thinking about, right? Mm-hmm. You, you get to address, interpret 90% of American, online American thoughts. Mm-hmm. It, it's an insane thing. And, but uh, other things that they're saying in the lawsuit is that Google cuts deals to make them the default search engine. Like, think about getting uh, a new Apple device, whether it be iPad, iPhone, Mac. Say you open up Safari. What's that search engine going to be? Google. Right, right. If you could buy an Android phone, well, you're, whatever you know you use, it's going to be Google. And mm-hmm. on top of that, like with the whole Android phone thing, apparently the pressure partners that have Android, you know, operating system to have mm-hmm. their phones preloaded with Google apps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yep. man, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that the Android thing is a very um, shady part where. Um, it, it, a lot of companies, like especially Chinese or um, any other country who wants to build their own phones, you know, um, the two the two biggest softwares are either um, Apple or Android, right? Like there's so other softwares like such as Windows is not that reliable. Not that many people buy like Windows Phone anymore. You know what I mean? Or other ones. So, so the two most like intricate, I want to say, um, softwares are Apple and Android. And Apple is basically this very close circle, right? Like Apple is only used by Apple. No one else can use their software. So their only option would be Android. Yeah. And like you said, um, they all have to be preloaded with all these Google stuff, you know, because Android is owned by Google. So all these Google Chrome, Google, like Gmail, fucking um, Google App Store. Oh you know what gosh. I mean? So, you know, I saw a statistic. It was like nine out of 10 phones, I think, in the world are Android. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Holy cow. Apple, Apple has a huge presence in the United States. But if you step out of United States, it's all Android. Um, I remember in Iran, like Apple didn't even have a huge presence there. Apple is a very, um, I think, United States centric like product. Like if you're in the US, everyone has Apple, but it's it's actually luxurious to have Android outside of the United States because some of these phones that come out with like LG or Motorola and like all those and even Samsung, right? One of the biggest leading like Android phones is Samsung. And um, they just keep coming up with this crazy phones, 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 and they're all feeding uh, Google, right? Yeah, Um, seriously. With with information and um, money, (laughs) right? So. Amazing. Yep. When you when you start putting those pieces together, it's like holy cow, what, what they actually have so much, yep, yeah. and it's like a big wave just swallowing everything that it's going towards. Yeah, definitely. I Google. Yeah, I had a there's... question related to this too, um, because the this lawsuit is, you know, 
first and foremost about their search engine and their popularity. But how do you get other search engines to gain popularity to like even out this distribution in the US, that 90% thing? You can't. Because there are search engines that, you know, there's one that plants trees for every time you search. There are others that protect your privacy, like DuckDuckGo, or other ones that even have specific like domain search, like computational knowledge from Wolframalpha. Like, how do you do it? You can't. <laughs> right. I guess this is this is the part about antitrust is um basically saying that these companies like like Amazon and Google are getting too big, right? And that's I think their their main argument is how do we go forward with competition when there is no space? Like even Google's like basically Google and Amazon are saying, What the fuck do you guys want us to do? You know what I mean? Like we we have become so successful that there's no room for anybody else. Like that's how they're winning these cases, right? By saying, "Let we we're open. Whoever wants to join this competition, more than like welcome to do it." But they're so big now that any competition comes in cannot take over or even get a single percentage. You know what I mean? Out of them, like mm-hmm. um, for example, eBay is like we talked about in that episode is a close second to Amazon and they they own only like if I remember correctly only like two one to two percent of the market share <laughs> so that's, the, that's the close second to Amazon um, mm. so there's no way like and eBay has been around since Amazon who, who the fuck do you think can come in and take over Amazon no one so a lot of these um, it have to be a sensation like TikTok yeah, like a lot of these um, regulations, um, especially within the United States, I think they're trying to make it where um, they want to break apart these companies. But I don't know how I feel about that personally either, because um, a lot of these companies are successful because we love them as consumers. Right? Like yeah, We love definitely. Amazon and what they're doing. We love Google and what they're doing. And if they do break them up, they're going to ruin these companies. You know, and well, I think we love the innovation that they bring, right? Exactly. It's just, just so much better technology. Yeah, I just, I just can't personally see them getting broken up, and if they do, they might ruin these companies, and we might not like them as much. And like, I would don't want to fucking buy eBay stuff. The fuck? <laughs> so, yeah, it depends. Yeah. It depends. I. <laughs> it depends what cheap stuff you could get. Yeah, that's true. Okay, um, ready to move on to the next one? Yeah, episode six was... My uh, favorite episode? <laughs> your favorite episode? Yeah, yeah. The uh, Meet My Pet Spot. We had a little bit of talks about Vocaloid AI, which is like an artificial intelligence that sings. Pretty crazy. Uh, Ali talked a bit about Apple taking on Epic, or Epic taking on Apple kind of David and Goliath type stuff. And then I talked about Boston Dynamics, which is a robotics company. Um, you want to talk about video games and Apple? Um, actually, a, a lot has happened since. We talked about this last. Um, Apple versus Epic on this huge war that's been going on. Um, basically, Apple became like... Um, even more petty <laughs> over time. Um, as if you guys remember, Apple at the time took down um, 
Fortnite. Fortnite. Off from their from store. The, yeah. They so they took out four down four four down. Fortnite <laughs> from uh, Fortnite from their stores. And then they moved on to taking down any epic games. Um I don't know if you remember from like the store. And then eventually they even tried to remove any games built using Unreal Engine. That's how petty they got. Um, oh really? Yeah, so they got they they got down to the point where they're like any creator, any software creator that's using the Unreal Engine, um, we're taking down their apps. And luckily, um, they they were blocked by um, the judges. They were like, "You can't do that because now you're hurting other businesses." Yeah. Oh, um, good thing. Jeez. Yeah. And if you guys don't know, Unreal Engine is a gaming engine that's created by Epic Games. So they're they're basically wanted to fuck Epic up. You know what I mean? Like by saying like you don't even get a penny out of this. Yeah, whole they're deal. sinking the ship. Yeah, like they're like you can't get a penny out of our um, software, um, out of platform. Apple. Yeah, and and I think they're in the rights, but it, I think they got into a weird place when they tried to basically block any creator that's using Unreal Engine because it is one of the biggest gaming engines. Um, yeah, if you're doing indie game type stuff and you're exactly. trying to use Unreal, and it yeah. just feels bad. Like, what? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then afterwards, Apple also tried to file a lawsuit for theft against Epic. Um, for all the money they were able to, to get in that minimal amount of window that they had where... Mm -hmm they were directing people into the, their own Epic stores and not giving money to Apple. So they, they tried to file a lawsuit against that. They did fail um, on that as well. But Epic didn't get shit either, other than permanently killing Fortnite um, this past few <laughs> months. Especially, especially like with like um, Call of Duty back-to-back -back successes, um, Fortnite is basically non-existent. They did many things like... Uh, what is it called? Their deal with Marvel. This is it. It has. If you haven't seen it recently, it has like cringingly become a Marvel game. Not even Fortnite anymore. It's literally like any character you can think of from Marvel is now in it. Um, oh, they're just skins. They're like going the the Smash Bros route where they'll just take any character and make it Smash character. Yeah, but still, it's just they have this huge deal with Marvel, right? Like, they know they have like this whole story mode right now with Marvel where um, you have to kill Gladness or whatever. The uh, Marvel, Marvel characters, Marvel characters, Marvel people, please don't kill me. But um, so, yeah, so it's like it's a boss fight that you have to go kill this person. Um, but no one that I know plays Fortnite anymore. So, congratulations, Fortnite. Can we get a round of applause for? Yeah. Fortnite and Epic you did Games. It to yourself. You killed yourself, basically. Um, oof. Yeah. Um, big oof. It's, it's a very, very big oof. Um, go ahead, Aaron. Yeah, so I talked about Boston Dynamics. Like I said, they're a robotic company, and I talked about them releasing Spot. Spot is like a robot-like dog. It, has, it can maneuver obstacles really well, like stairs and stuff, but even, yeah, you know, outdoors. Uh, anyways, they had leased out, so they initially opened up a commercial release of their pet to U.S. companies and only sold in the U.S. in June, but they still leased out Spot to other companies in Europe, so Spot did some cool things while out there. He provided real-time construction monitoring in London, 
Interesting. He did remote sensing and inspection of a thermal exhaust treatment plant in Germany. Mm. And they experimented with automated tracking and management of assets, aka shipping containers in a shipyard. Apparently, Spot, this guy, contained a 200,000 square meter shipyard. Meter, because again, Europe. <laughs> uh, with over 100,000 shipping containers. Like, uh, that, that's crazy to have all of that automated. Like, think of how much stuff is shipped around the world each day, and imagine how much more streamlined that is with this guy Spot posted up, keeping track of your shipments. Mm-hmm. Crazy, wow. man. I don't know. I, don't um, know. I feel like Spot is a huge... It's going to be part of our lives in not very long way from where we are right now. Um, well, if you think about it... Even, like, what if we trained him to be a blind pet? Or, like, so we don't have to train actual dogs to do that anymore. Because oh, it's more like, reliable. Like a, like a support, support dog kind of thing? Yeah, for yeah. blind people. Yeah, that, that, would, be, that would be very interesting. Um, if, if, like, imagine, like, them being able to even, like, open doors and stuff for you, right? Yeah, like, exactly. The arm, so, wow, yeah. And um, another thing that they had... Oh, so they actually commercially opened up to uh, the EU, United Kingdom, and Canada. So now, like, companies from more or less all over the world can access and start using Spot. So really cool to see what what he's going to start doing. And then they also gave a 2.1 release of their, uh, I think, software, excuse me, related to Spot. So improvements, new features. Uh, They had some cool gifts in uh, in the article, so I'll link to that. Um, but they basically identified some common problem areas with all of the companies that were using Spot and implemented like improvements and new features to streamline the process of basically, hey, I'm here, I need to gather data, Spot, go gather some data mm-hmm. without like minimal, very, very minimal intervention on your part. That's very Which, cool. Say you roll up to like a plant or a scene where it's dangerous for people to go, oh, hey, we need Spot to like go investigate. Okay, put them down, let's go. That's cool. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe next Black Friday. <laughs> we could, uh, yeah, get a... <laughs> Buy one, get one free spot. Wouldn't it be cool, though? I don't yeah. know what I'd make them do yet. Man, I, I, like, I hope the listeners don't attack me for this, but I'm not a huge fan of animals. Like, I don't, I don't... Oh, I love you're dogs. crazy. You're I, crazy. I love, I love dogs, I love cats, but from a distance, you know? Don't fucking get near me kind of shit. But oh, um, <laughs> but um, I feel like with Spot, I think the most thing that says Ollie is a fucking mechanical um, dog <laughs> is, a, is a computer geek is owning a mechanical dog. Yes. Um, no, nah, I'm just kidding. Well, um, you could start with a little Raspberry Pi one. Yeah, just a mini little Raspberry Pi puppy first. That's what I'm gonna call him. Yeah, he'll eventually grow into Spot. Yes, that's how tech works. <laughs> hard, hardware upgrades, yeah. <laughs> Just add legs. <laughs> uh, all right, kind of diverging there. Check out, check out the Boston. I, I freaking love this dog, dude. It's it's so crazy to see what he's doing. Yeah, and that's um, that's from episode six. So if you guys want to learn more about Spot, please go back to episode six. Cool. All right, now on to episode seven. Up, up, and away. 
We talked about diversity in the tech industry, some cool websites you should know about, and what is your favorite programming language? Ali, what's your favorite program? Pro- shit, English is hard. Programming language. Um, still C sharp. I want to say. Um, I've been learning a lot. Uh, this uh, ever since I joined this company, I've been learning a lot more with C sharp, and it's just so goddamn powerful. The more I learn about it, the more I'm like, holy shit, you can do this too, kind of thing, you know? Dude, I love it. Love um, it so much. Especially with this whole, like, cloud future. Like, I feel like our future is the cloud, basically, right? Um, and the amount of power you have with C-sharp and Amazon service. Not Amazon service. What am I talking about? Microsoft services. Um, like, C-sharp.net and then doing all these Microsoft um, cloud services. Um. It's That's just crazy. so fucking powerful. I love it. I love every second of it. Like, um, sometimes I get confused because there's so much going on at the same time, and I'm I ask like some senior developers, I'm like, "What does this mean? Like, what? How is this happening?" And they like explain it to me. I'm like, "Holy crap!" Like, there's a lot going on there. The person who even thought about that would ever be needed. <laughs> yeah. Um. That yeah, I love it. C sharp for sure, all the way. So, mine is still Python. Spoiler. Yeah. Um, and some news actually came out from Python. Uh, the creator, Guido Van Rossum, the beloved creator of Python, uh, he came out of retirement. He retired in October of 2019 from Dropbox um, and decided to come out and work for Microsoft. This is his tweet. He said, I decided that retirement was boring and have joined the developer division at Microsoft. To do what? Too many options to say, but it'll make using Python better for sure. And he said, and not just for Windows. There's lots of open source here. Watch this space. And as an avid Python developer, I'm definitely watching the space. Yeah, I, I remember um, when I saw that tweet, the first thing I did was send it to you. I was like, did you, did you just see this shit? I can't believe it. Um, um, the CTO of Microsoft came out saying they were, he's super stoked because... He's one of the biggest fans of Python himself, um, and he's been it's using so Python daily for the past, like, I think he said 17, 18 years. Um, and now he gets to work closely with the creator of Python, man. Fucking dream, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I can't believe And, like, there's been always, and we've experienced it with, <laughs> within our team, it's hard to get Python on the Windows. <laughs> and... Um, we've we knew a guy that spent a couple months doing it, and it's <laughs> uh, it's hard to do it, and that's why Guido Van Rossum is taking on the challenge and working directly with them to do this, and it's super cool. Another thing that I didn't know about Microsoft, they have an entire division related to like computer language design and contribution. They have one for Java, JavaScript, TypeScript, F Sharp, C Sharp, and C and now Python. They support all of those languages. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've seen I've seen the Python one actually showing up recently because because with with my work, for example, a lot of the time, um, when you get like a new Git package or like a package that's owned by Microsoft, and then you're like, I need to know what this API is doing, right? And you look it up on the actual Microsoft website. They have like code examples for how to use it for every different languages, and I've seen how Python has been popping up recently, and it's really cool. It's good to see. Um, it's always has been, for obvious reasons, C Sharp.net because they they own it. 
at this point. Yeah. Um, but I've seen Java, Java, and I think C++ as well. But it's very good to see that they're looking at other languages now, especially Python. So that's cool. It's cool also to have the the corporate, if you want to call it, backing. Because all of these languages started out as open source, and they're still open sources, and anyone can use these languages to create a product and make money off of it, right? Exactly. So they, they're not just doing it for the betterment of themselves, right? Because Microsoft is benefiting from these languages, but they're doing it for the betterment of everybody and the continuation of this uh, technology development. So it's really cool to see. Yeah, exactly. I think that wraps it up. Back to episode one, probably. Yeah, so episode one, if you guys haven't hear, heard about it, I think it's a very interesting episode just because of the Mind the audio, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the audio has definitely obviously improved. Um, episode one, uh, we talked more about who we are and what, what do we want to see in this podcast. And I think the goals that we set internally within ourselves has completely been met and exceeded. Um, we did We did not... Think about so many of you guys actually enjoying like listening about technology. I, I think we assumed that there's going to be a lot of maybe technical people that listen to this, but it was very interesting to see a lot of people from right other interest, uh, from other industries um, find us and enjoy what we're doing and follow us and listen to us and actually have a small yet powerful fan base, I want to say. Um, so... Um, That's cool. So, so it's definitely has been an ama- amazing ride, and I want to thank every single one of you who have been following us so far. Um, super stoked to continue what we're doing starting in February of 2021. Uh, book your calendars. Keep listening to all these episodes over and over again. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't uh, don't miss anything. Yeah, um, Aaron, what do you want to talk I, about? Yeah, I think. We definitely talked about uh, wanting to create sort of a knowledge-sharing platform for people interested in technology. Um, at that point, no matter what skill level, and I think uh, we've done a fairly good job in achieving it, I think there are ways that I would like to improve it, but we'll wait for you know next uh, season to start that, right? Taking what we've learned. But I think we've been able to you know communicate um, current events and things that we like in the tech industry and can uh, communicate that to everybody. And I think that's really cool. It's been a nice outlet for me. I like to like nerd about it, nerd on about some things. And um, this is a great way, has been a great way to do it. Yep. And your feedback um, has definitely been the main reason that this is um, continuing. Been continuing and it's been improving right um i I think our audio the way that we do things now has been so different compared to episode one Um, a bit more streamlined exactly we know exactly what we're doing well that's a joke (laughs) Um, that's a joke 100 percent of the time (laughs) but but we we, we're learning is i guess a better statement is that we're learning in every every episode we try to be better um until Hopefully we can figure out and fine tune exactly what you guys want to listen to versus what we want to talk about and find that uh, fine line. Yep. And talk about it for you guys and for us. Right. Um, But yeah, another um, thing uh, that we've been kind of working on 
Um, the website, I think it's so nice, honestly, to have something that you're working on outside of work. It's like a fun little problem solving thing. Although it's been giving me um, trouble lately, it's been so nice being able to work on another project and I still have bigger things I want to do. I'm Like I said, I'm in the, the brick wall here, but um, over the break, I definitely want to get some new features out onto the website. Um, one of the bigger things that happened, this is like kind of off topic, but it, it's definitely technology related and it was huge. Um, some of the Amazon, uh, one of their centers or something, they had a problem in North Virginia and it put down so many companies for like all day. And I'm talking big companies like Anchor, our our podcast platform was down, but like Roku mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Even like the Washington Post was down. I remember Roku was down because I've been I was trying to like watch some things and it was down and I was like, what is going on? And that's no sense. Um, yeah, but yeah, but I was that trying definitely... to work on the website and but that yeah, was just there. Yeah, but that definitely, I guess, brings up another point. Um, just to be completely open with everyone listening to this. Um yeah, we've been we've been using Anchor, as Aaron said, obviously, for our platform because it was so very nice to use, at, at least as a beginner to um, podcasting. But we've been also recently been um, outsourcing to other tools and places, um, just just to so we can have a better ownership of our own podcast. Um, so that's mm-hmm. what we're I will be working on over the break all the business side of things and also the um ownership side of things of the actual podcast itself um you guys can look forward to more of um more episodes like the one we had with alejandra if you guys remember um which is yeah we're hoping to do more of that stuff because i think that was definitely yeah that was definitely a fan favorite especially with the uh, people from outside of the industries, um, they said they really like that, especially with the controversies regarding uh, GMOs. Um, if you didn't listen to that, go back to listen to it. You would love it. Sorry. Um, yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't have anything else on this side of things. Just looking forward to a new, 2021 new year, right? Yep. Yep. Well, Thank Happy. you yep. for listening to episode 10 of Tech Plus Plus. Um, we'll see you guys in February 2021. But in the meantime, please, there will be updates. So you should be looking for them at www.techpluspluspodcast.com. Uh, we've been working on it. We're going to continue to work on it. We want to uh, get your feedback and stuff on it. So please definitely um, follow us on Tech Plus Plus or follow us on Instagram at tech plus plus podcast. Follow us on Twitter at tech plus plus underscore email us at tech plus plus podcast at gmail.com. We'll get back to you. We want to have a conversation. We want some ideas for what you guys want to see. Um, we want all that stuff. We want to make this better and we will see you February 21, 2021 to do exactly that. Thank you guys. Thanks everyone. Happy holidays.